What is stopping us from doing work? There is an enemy, and that enemy creates resistance that stops us from taking action. And recognizing the enemy is the first step to having power over them. Interestingly, most of the time, the enemy is inside of us. Hi, I'm Day, and welcome to Daily Book Club, The Audio Experiment. Today we will discuss Do the Work by Stephen Pressfield. Some things help us move towards our goals, and some get in the way. It is how something affects us that makes something good or bad for us. For example, music can make us be motivated to work out, but at the same time, music can distract us from studying. Interestingly, this is also different from person to person. Music can maybe even make you study better. Personally, it doesn't for me. Through this example, we can see that music can be an enemy and an ally, and it depends on the person. So it is up to us to identify our enemies and allies so that we get things done effectively. Ambition and self-awareness are good to achieving goals, but it is always under threat by resistance. Resistance, of course, comes in many forms such as self-criticism and doubt, especially when you're passionate about a certain thing. Some even call it the imposter syndrome. Any activity that requires a lot of energy, time, and risk can draw resistance. And the more important an activity is to us, the more resistance we have to be able to fight. So how do you get rid of resistance? Well, honestly, you can't. Because resistance will always be there since it is what helps us survive. But most of the time, it is too careful that it does not make us grow. This is why the more allies we have, the more we will be able to fight the resistance. Even traits that are deemed negative can be allies. Take for example ignorance and stubbornness. Artists and entrepreneurs become great because of those certain traits used to their advantage. Take for example the aviator Charles Lindbergh. He had no idea how hard it would be to fly for 33 hours straight. But because of his ignorance and stubbornness, and adding to it his arrogance, he believed that he could do it. And he did. Lindbergh was the first person to be in New York on one day and Paris on the next. Steve Jobs also used stubbornness as an ally to stay dedicated to his work. And this helped Apple become one of the most successful technology companies in the world and Jobs an icon. Enough about resistance, how about the opposite of it? We had a great idea but failed to put it into practice since we spent so much time preparing for it. It, it happens to all of us. Overthinking and overpreparing prevent us from getting things done too. We have to be able to assess our own thoughts and feelings objectively. And true enough, it is not an easy thing to do. This is why meditation is a useful practice. It's not really about emptying the mind, but letting the thoughts come and being at peace with it. Such as when we feel self-doubt, we can learn to ignore it since we know that the doubt is resistance. We should also learn how to act first when it comes to our work, and then reflect on it later, especially when we're starting a new project. The focus should be on doing the work, not thinking about it. So let's say I'm a writer, which I'm not really a writer, but action means that we put words on paper, and reflection means evaluating what has been written the next day or in a different time, not doing it at the same time. This is where scheduling comes in handy. We really have to make sure that action and reflection doesn't happen at the same time. Because if it does happen at the same time, work will never get done.
Speaking of writing, it's normal to get a block from time to time when we work on something. Most of us are disheartened by it, but there are always ways to overcome these creative blocks. How many times have we gotten over an issue or a problem? This can be a great reminder that it is always possible to get past the blocks. Recognize that there is an enemy force that is actively working against us and our dreams. And it is not hidden within other people, not our bosses, nor friends, or even our loved ones. It's inside of us. It is in our head and only we can defeat it. So blaming others or the outside world just strengthens the enemy within. But just because the enemy is inside of us, it does not mean that it is us. We have not done anything wrong. It is just resistance trying to block us. Because a little discomfort makes us think that we are in danger and survival mode kicks in. So in order to start defeating the enemy within, we must accept and use these questions as our weapons. How badly do we want this? And it should not be just about money, fame, or power. It's about commitment. How committed are we to want it badly? And the only answer to this is totally committed. And the other question is, why do we want this? It's fine to mention beauty, fun, or passion, but the best answer is along the lines of because I have no choice. Only this kind of crazy profound dedication can push us to do what we really want. Let's be realistic though. At some point in our lives, we are going to face a big crash, a major hurdle that we have to overcome. It can be a literal crash, like a computer crash while trying to finish a spreadsheet masterpiece, or a major personal life problem that sets us back. We can't predict when the big crash will hit, and when it does, since it will, we should just remember it's another problem, another form of resistance that we can get through. A crash forces us to realign and figure out what is and what isn't working. Crashes are common when we are advancing or succeeding. Remember self-doubt? Always happens when we are about to finish something. The good news is that the more hurdles we overcome, the easier it would be to deal with more in the future. Crashes help us become stronger and wiser. Fear kills passion, but fear is chatter. Chatter is resistance, and we know what to do with resistance. We should focus on the joy and satisfaction our work brings us, rather than the fear of failure. So let us stop overthinking, put our thoughts into actions, not thoughts into thoughts. Let us identify the enemies and allies that are needed to stay focused on the path to our goals. And that was a quick summary on Do the Work by Stephen Pressfield. If you've enjoyed this summary, do let me know or share it through Instagram or Twitter. Don't forget to tag me at Daily for Instagram and at Daily Habit for Twitter. I'll be choosing one or even two people that will be tagging me on social media and will be giving away nonfiction ebooks. Till the next episode, this is Day and thank you for listening to the Daily Book Club, the audio experiment.